ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to another episode i'm your host steven g gaxiola and you are listening to the raider and the saint podcast Yes, folks. Yeah, I know. That was Boy George, Karma Chameleon, little little clip. Kind of like that song. Actually, I really like it. I don't care if you wore makeup or however he looked. Uh, I don't know. Just got a really good uh, catchy tune. And, yeah, I do listen to Boy George. Not every day, but, you know, I have a big variety of music I listen to. Once again, thank you for tuning in to another episode. This is episode 97. Once again, I am your host, Stevie G. Gaxiola. And I want to thank all my listeners around the world that tune in every week. I thank you guys once again for your support. And I'm going to continue to say that because I really couldn't do this without everyone listening. And the audience is growing. This podcast is growing one, one day at a time, one podcast at a time, however you want to put it. So I'm just really grateful to be here. I'm back at the studio. It is October 31st, Sunday. It is Hollow's Eve. What do you call it? No, Hollow's Eve would be the day before, right? Well, either way, it's Halloween. It's about 1230 in the afternoon. I'm over here at the studio just hanging out. Just me, lonesome. Didn't really prepare for someone to come in. Just been busy with work, family. Now I'm coaching a flag football team, so a little busy, 
but it's okay. It's keeping my mind off the death of my brother. So everything's going good on that, on that side. Just, just put my head down and just keep going. Just, just keep going. Just fighting the good fight, taking it day by day, showing love, showing respect, and just trying to not let my, uh, my short fuse, uh, blow up. Uh, recently I had, uh, at work, I got back to work. I think it was Wednesday. I went back to work. You know, I've been taking a few days off here and there, just, you know, dealing with, with my personal issues. And sure enough, I get into the, the Wally. Uh, they call it a Wally Bobcat. It's a rental. It's, it's a, it's a budget, but, uh, I don't complain cause it's got air conditioning in it. So during the summer it was cool. Didn't mind. I was, uh, going into my car, went and got ice and went to get ice. And then I went to the truck, put my truck in and I went to start it because I like to let it warm up first before I, I take it on road. Uh, just cause I don't want any issues. Cause if there's issues with, with the Wally, it's just, it ruins your day. You don't want to be stuck on road with 500 pieces in your truck. So I go to start it and it wouldn't start, wouldn't start, wouldn't turn over. So then, okay. Well, let's go tell tell management. Let's go see what's going on. So I go tell management like they always do. They say, go tell the mechanic. So I go and I go tell the mechanic. And everyone just starts po poking, uh, pointing fingers. Every mechanic, I'm busy. Go, go look for Mike. I don't even know who Mike is. I'm walking around trying to look for a, a Mike, and there's no soul or any mechanic in, in the mechanic area. So I'm figuring, okay, they're probably out jumping other cars, fixing tires, doing what they do. So then I went back to uh, management. I says, hey, I can't find anyone. One guy told me to go look for this guy. I can't find this guy. Um, sure enough, the guy who told me to go look for Mike uh, finally came to me, and he goes, hey, where's your truck at? I'm like, I'm, I'm, packed, I'm back out there in a module, uh, door 93. So he goes, he heads over there with his uh, portable electric or portable uh, jumper cables. So it's like a little box. And it's got two cables and it's a portable one. So you can keep it in your car or whatever. And so he goes and he tries to, tries to jump it. Wouldn't jump. It actually burnt the metals on the, on the, on the clips. They got claws on it and actually burned, melted it. Uh, this particular car I drive has two batteries. So he goes, there's really nothing I could do. You got to call budget because they're not allowed to change out batteries. They're not allowed to fix engines on any rental cars. So what happened was. He comes back a few minutes later after I had told management, I says, Hey, the, the, the car's done. There's really nothing they can do. You got to call budget. So hold on a second. Let me do some real quick. Yeah. Sorry about that. I had a, I got my air conditioning in here in the studio. It's a, on a timer and I have to uh, put it back for an hour and then, uh, I had to take my sweater off. It's for some reason when I, every time I come in the studio, I start sweating. I don't know what it is. I just start sweating and I'm not doing nothing. I'm not doing nothing different. I just come in here. I don't know if it's, it's, it's nerves, excitement. I don't know, but I just start sweating like crazy. But anyways, going back to the story. So the mechanic comes back with a, with another rental car, but it's a van and he goes, okay, we're going to try to jumpstart it from the van. All right, cool. So he plugs it in. I'm thinking, okay, it's going to work. And then I tell him, I said, well, wonder if it does start. What do I, I can't, he goes, don't shut it off. So I go, so now I go, so now I got to go on road and not shut off my car, which, you know, it's, it's a safety issue with that. And 
I don't know if I, if I should say something or just, hey, I just want to get the day done anyways. I want to do five deliveries and five pickups. And I'm sorry for everyone out there that has to hear that. But, yeah, that's what happens when you've been working for the company for 22 years. You, you get less work and you get a little bit of respect. No, just kidding. Anyways, uh, the car didn't start. The truck didn't start. Mechanic threw up his hands. He goes, oh, that's it, man. That's it. There's really nothing they can do. So now you got to call budget. So the supervisor comes over, and I tell him, I go, just leave everything there. I'll just go home. You know, because he tells me budget, I thought budget would show up in like an hour or something. I said, hey, you know, take, take those three stops off in the rear. I'll be fine. I'll have two after that, and we'll be good. And he goes, oh, I can't do that because the – the budget's not going to show up till later. I go, so they're not going to show up in like an hour? He goes, no, they won't show up till maybe tomorrow. I said, all right, well, what's the next issue or next thing we got to do? So he starts bringing over rental cars, but not as big as the one I have, the big Wallys, the Bobcats, because uh, those are like 26-footers. Um, these ones were smaller, probably 18, no, not 18, probably like 12-footers, you know, the medium-sized rental cars for moving shit. So he brings over two of them, and I told him, I said, that the truck was, my truck was already brick-loaded. I said, that's not all going to fit in these two trucks. And he goes, well, well, let's see what happens, and we'll do this. So now I'm already, I already know. Now here comes the fun part. I got to unload this nice load that I finally received. And I had just got done talking to the supervisor that day, and he says, hey, I apologize for the loads you've been having. This guy I have, he's not really loading good i don't know what's his problem and i said no it's no good it's all good man i understand you got a job to do and your job's tough just like mine and you know it is what it is you know it's, it's hard to find good help these days as they say so he brings it so we they park the so this is the let me go back real quick so that's not that's not the real problem here i already know i have to unload this wally i already know you know what i got to do and it sucks you know it's going to happen to us to everybody eventually. The problem is we're in a module and that module's parked on a door. And so you got a module and then you got 53 footer trailers, you know, lined up. So as the Wallies or the Bobcats leave, they have to leave in order because we can't get out because there's a trailer in front of us. So I'm 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 the third one in closest to the dock. Next to me is my coworker who has a mall run and his trucks on the left. Well, he can't get out unless I get out. Now he's stuck. So now we have to find the, the trailer movers or the, uh, I think they're called mule, mule shifters. And we had to wait for them to come move, not just one, but two trailers so he can get out. So that finally happens. He gets out. Good. Have a good day. Now I'm stuck with un unloading this, this Wally, you know, uh, close to 600 pieces. And they're all T-shirt boxes. And, you know, T-shirt boxes could range from 35 to 50 pounds. So wasn't looking forward to that. But I did my, my, my duty. And I jumped in there. And he brought, two, he brought two rookie, I would call them rookie drivers, beginner drivers. And so we start reforming a line, right? I start unloading it. Boom, we're going to take these three stops, put it in your, yours. All right, cool. Boom, boom, boom. Then we get to the fun part. The last two stops, there's a total of like 300 pieces. 
150 pieces each for each t-shirt place I go to. So we just start banging them out. Boom, 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 boom. We blow out the second, the second U-Haul, brick loaded it with it was going to be my delivery. So then they found, finally found another package car. We loaded, we brick loaded that one and we're on our way. Probably about, I think it was about 1140 when I left the building. So it was close to 12 o'clock. Got to my customer about one, about 115 maybe. Uh, no, no, my bad. It was about, yeah, it was about 1130 when I left. So I got to my customer by 12. Uh, but I ended up with one stop. I ended up one stop and uh, I think like four pickups. Uh, but that's not the point. Uh, the point that I was trying to get at is that uh, I got to meet two new drivers. And, and lately, every, everything that's been going on in my life, I come to work. I grab my board. I don't socialize. I just go straight to my truck. I just want to get my day over with so I could go home to my kids, work on uh, defensive schemes, offensive plays for, for my players. And just kind of I like to I like to relax, watch TV shows and just you know, everything I've been going through. That's kind of like my routine right now. So I get I got to meet two new drivers. One of them was named Victor. I didn't get the other, I forgot the other person's name. I know that he was half Japanese, half Irish. He was a cool guy. Uh, we got to as we we're unloading it, 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 it. Let me tell you this. When we we're unloading the truck and we were done. I was in the truck. I was grabbing everything, throwing them out, pulling them out. And they were, you know, I kind of did. I don't think I did the hardest part, but I did a part that I really didn't want to do. And I still did it. But what made it interesting was that I got to socialize with these guys and, and got to speak with them and talk about my podcast. And both of them are listening to the podcast now. And so it kind of it kind of made me feel good when I was done, you know, going out of the car. I was like, man, look, at I just met two new drivers from my center totally cool cats they're really interested in listening to me and my podcast and everything i've been through and uh you know i have to start doing that more now that i realize how many more drivers we got we got so many drivers we i think we got like 10 cleanup guys back in the days we'd have one maybe two cleanup people that that would clean up guys or guys that don't have routes assigned routes and whatever's left behind they would take whatever's left behind and go out and deliver those and, and just be cleanup guys. And so now I was looking at the the dispatch and I seen there was like 10 cleanup guys. I'm like, dang. Then I'm seeing all these names down there, like all the drivers. Are like, Man, I think we got twice as amount, uh, twice the amount of drivers than I than than we've ever had. And a lot of these kids are like 22, 23. And I'm like, it hit me the other day. I was like, man, you're 22, 23. And, and then I start thinking about, it and I go, dang, I go, these guys, their, their age is how many years I've been with the company. I'm at 22 years now. And it's just amazing how, how, how time passes us by, you know, I'm 41. I still, I still feel good. I feel, I feel young. You know, I'm just anxious to, to get to that retirement point so I could move on with my next phase of life. And I had to stop and think about that. Like, geez, man, these guys are barely getting started. We just had a retirement uh, little barbecue in the morning on Friday. One of one of my driver, fellow drivers retired. I've known him for years, and he, he retired. And he still he looks really good. He looks young. He's really looks young. And it just it just amazes me how how time passes us by and 
you know, everything we go through, everything I go through, I, I have to just take it one day at a time, man, and just enjoy the time we have on this earth because everything that, that uh, that's happened to me, you just don't know when your time is. But, yeah, that's what happened with the, with the truck. That was a, a little story I wanted to tell you guys. Uh, it's just a it's just a be beautiful route that I have. It's a couple customers I have and really cool cats. Um, hold on, let me let me take a drink of my beer. I haven't been drinking all week. Decided I was gonna have a few beers while I do this podcast. Yeah, so when I got back to the hub. At, um, I think it was Wednesday when the car broke down. Uh, my car was sitting there in the back, my my truck. And I went, I saw there's two new batteries. The car started. So after that, there's been no problems. Except my car does look like a, a beat-up Coke can. Like somebody's been kicking a Coke can down the street. And it, hasn't been, it wasn't me. Um, but everyone looks at my car. I'm like, man, what happened to your truck? I said, every time I leave and take a day off, I come back. There's a new dent in it. But... It's no big deal. It's a rental. All I care about is the air condition works. And uh, we're good with that. I was uh, recently, another story I wanted to talk about. I don't know if I, I talked to you guys about this on the podcast. There's a, there's a place I was doing. I delivered to a lot, a lot of t-shirt factories. Uh, they do a lot of printing, um, embroideries, stuff like that. And so they get you know, hundreds of t-shirt boxes a day. And, and that's what they do. And one of the places I was delivering to, and I, I'll, I'll say it for the drivers that, that know the area, uh, 2701 South Harbor. Okay. Won't say the company name. You guys could look that up. I would go there about six months ago. I would go there for six months. You know, I would go there and everyone, everyone I delivered to, they come because everyone wants to sort their stuff. They come to the back of the truck. I'll pull the stuff out the end of the truck, and then they'll put it on pallets or they'll stack it according to their invoice and how everything comes. If it's one of 35, they want one of 35 together. And they understand that that's not our job to do. Our job is just to drop it and go. So they come out, they'll help, they take the stuff off the trucks, and you know, and you build this bond, this friendship with these uh, team, you know, with, with these customers. And, and that's why the, the routes, I like the route so much is because everyone knows and you respect, Hey, can you get her by this time? Okay. I'll tell them to put the, put the load in a certain area so I could get her at that time. So I had this guy, he would come out at 2701 Harbor. He would come out and I would wait for him. Right. I'd, I'd pull up, honk the horn, get out I'd walk inside. Uh, and the supervisor supervisor would see me. And he was totally cool with me. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Okay, let me call Rodrigo for you. All right, cool. And that's fine. If I got to wait five minutes, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait six minutes, seven minutes. I'll start I'll start scanning. You know, I'll start pulling them out the end of the truck. And this worker would come out. And I, I established a good friendship with the guy. We would He would stack them on the pallets. And then I got to the point where I was like, hey, man, bring the pallet in here so you don't you know, so you could just load them right here and then you could roll it out. So we established a good uh, cooperation or teamwork to get the job done. 
because that's what it's all about, man. Nobody wants to be there for an hour unloading and dumping, and then somebody's got to come and, and organize it all. Let's, let's just get it out of the way. It takes 15 minutes. So over time, you know, we kept doing it. We kept doing it. And all of a sudden, one day, uh, I go, and that manager's gone. And another, and so I'm walking up and down the aisles. It's a big warehouse, and I'm looking for Rodrigo. Like, hey, where you at? So this guy comes up to me. I don't know who he was. He goes, hey, what are you doing? I says, well, I'm looking for Rodrigo. I gotta, I'm, I'm here. I got a shipment. He goes, all right. He goes, I'll, I'll call him. All right, cool. So I go up there, and then the guy comes out, and he goes, oh, he's, he's busy. He says just leave him on the dock. So I'm like, you sure? I go, it's a lot of boxes. He goes, yeah. He says just leave him on the dock. I said, okay. So I didn't leave him all in front of the dock because I know trucks come in and out all day. I put them on the side of the rails. There's a rail on the right side of the dock. I, I stacked them neatly, and then I left. So then it, every day it just it just kept coming. Oh, he's not here. Just put him on the dock. Just put him on the dock. All right, all right, all right. Then one day he did help me, right? He comes out, he's helping me, and he tells me, he goes, yeah, man, they changed management. He goes, I'm doing three jobs now. And I said, oh, man, that sucks, you know? And so that was the beginning of uh, what I'm going to get to. So I found out that the manager, so no, let's, I don't want to jump ahead right there. So let's go here. So one day I show up, right? And... Obviously, I already know Rodrigo's not going to show up. This uh, guy shows, this guy comes to the dock, right? And he slams, literally slams the pallet right in front of me. Slams it. It's loud next to my foot. And I got, I had someone that was on the phone that I was talking to. He, he could verify this. Slams the pallet on the floor. And he goes, hey, I want you to put them on pallets. So I said, okay, sure, I'll do that. I go, but get me a pallet jack. Get me four pallets and I put it in a, put it inside the truck because at this point I have one delivery left, which is them. So I'm thinking work smarter, not harder, right? So I tell him, hey, pull the pallets in there and I'll and I'll do it. He said, why can't you just bring the boxes out and put them on the pallet? And I told him right then and there, I said, once I start doing that, then I'm doing your job. And then he tells me, no, that's your job. I said, my job isn't to put your stuff on pallets. My stuff is to deliver your stuff right here on this floor. My company does not train me to put stuff on pallets. Now, don't get me wrong. We do it. We all do it for customers. Make it easier on them. Make it easier on me. But if you're going to insist that it's my job, it's not. Especially when my the other guy who was helping me, he knew that. He would come. We'd work us together as a team. Now you want me to do their job. And then so we call... My supervisor and the supervisor tells him, you know, you know, it's it's a safety issue. You know, he's there on private property. He's got to just dump him and go. And it's unsafe. He's like, oh, no. So he changes his tone, which is funny because as I was on hold on the phone, he starts dropping more pallets. He starts slamming them. You know, now I'm getting pissed, too, because I had just lost my brother. My parents are in the hospital. I'm not I'm not I don't want to deal with this, dude. And. Sure enough, they said, my supervisor says, put them on the dock, take pictures, and we'll deal with it later. So I said, okay. So he got mad because now he has to pick up the pallets and put them away. So it's like, oh, I won this one. You know, I won this round. I'm not trying to win a round, dude. I'm just trying to tell you what happens after that. 
What happens if I stack the pallets wrong and when you go to a pallet jacket and move it somewhere, one of the a box falls on someone? And now it hits them in the head, it hurts their neck or falls on their shoulder. You're going to turn around and blame me. You're going to say, well, who made this pallet? Who did it? Well, the UPS guy did it. Next thing you know, I'm in trouble. The whole, you know, it's just too much. And then even that, what happens after that? You want me to shrink wrap it? You want me to put them in order? Oh, I need you to put them in order and leave the invoice on top. Like, come on, dude. You know, if you wanted it that way, order it that way. Because I've seen the trucks come in and out throwing pallets of shrink wrap t-shirt boxes on there. So why can't you do it for everything then? And so I told I told supervi supervision, I says, listen, uh, no, no, this is going back to when I, when I had, they told him, hey, he's just going to leave him on the dock. He brings out a crew of people and they're just watching me. And he, I know he's talking about me. He's talking about me. They're looking at me and I'm just dumping them. I made a big shitty pile. I didn't even do it nice. At this point, I was furious. I just threw it all like a big fucking pile and I left, dude. And then after that, I, I told uh, supervision, I says, listen, uh, you know, we're having, I'm having problems over there. I, I really don't want to deal with it. If you could just give me another stop and give that to somebody else, I would appreciate it. And yeah, they did. Supervision took it off of me and they gave it to somebody else and they just gave me another delivery, which is fine. Long story short, the, the, there's a guy, another guy there that I talked to. He would help me. They have another, they have a sister building where, see, at this building I was delivering to, they do the, the printing there. And then the printing, and then they would ship it. There's a warehouse. It's a sister. It's a, it's a caddy corner. Uh, literally around, literally two minutes away, you would drive, and boom, you're right there, and, and that's where you would do pickups. So I seen one of the workers there on Friday. And I, and I told the worker and I seen him, I says, Hey man, I'm sorry. What happened? I told him the, the scenario and he goes, man, don't even worry about it. What happened was the supervisor that, that told me he was trained by the other supervisor that was cool with me when I would show up. Hey, what's going on? Hey, yeah, let me get Rodrigo. The guy, that supervisor trained this guy. And what this guy did, he went to man, upper management. He told him, He's not doing his job. I could do his job better. So upper management said, okay. And so they got rid of all the good workers, like like just people that would just knew what they were doing. And so now these guys, these new supervisions, they were trying to get these workers to do three positions and it's not working. So the guy tells me when I seen this coworker or customer at the other building I delivered to, he tells me, yeah, man, he goes, those people are out the door because there was another one I got into it with. Uh, he got mad because I showed up at 1230 and he goes, I want my stuff earlier. And I says, well, what time? He tells me he wanted it at seven. And I kind of chuckled. He goes, why are you chuckling for? I go, dude, I don't get out here till 1030. I go seven o'clock. I'm barely getting up to take a shower. And he, and then he goes, well, what's your number? What's the number to the center? I, I said, here, here's a, here's the number to the center. You could call them. They're going to direct you to somewhere else or whatever. And so. Yeah, those 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 people are. Uh, so I was talking to the guy at the other company, and I told him I apologize. I say I like you. You're a cool guy. I don't know what happened. He goes, no, they're both out the door. He goes, they just don't know it yet. He goes, it's a fucking massacre over there. He goes, they're they're, they're just fucking everything up. And so it, you know, it felt. I guess. Um, and besides that, he told me he goes once you after that day because he was out there too and seeing everything that happened. 
once he goes once you left he goes after that he goes we started getting our deliveries at four o'clock i go really 4 p.m he goes yeah we did get them at 4 p.m and i told him i says hey look i didn't i first of all i go that wasn't me i didn't tell him to do that i just told him to take the stop off me because i didn't want to have to deal with these issues going back and forth and he was like no that's all good man he goes but yeah they're both out the door so I guess that's an example of karma, I guess. You know, treat people how you want to be treated. That was uh, funny to hear. That had just happened on Friday uh, to hear what, what's been going on. So, yeah, that's what's been going on at work. You know, but other than that, the, the we got peak season coming up. I see all the trucks starting to come in. We got, what is it, the personal vehicle drivers, PVD drivers. They're starting to, to show up. We'll see how this peak season goes, but the way it looks, especially with my my run, there's really not too much more work they could give me. My truck's already full. Maybe do extra pickups, come back and do a double trip or something like that. But it's crazy times. Crazy times we're living in. Speaking of crazy times, did you guys ever hear the comment Donald Trump said about Colin Powell, if I'm pronouncing it right? Colin Powell, if you guys don't know, he was a four-star general. He was a politician. Uh, he did a lot of things for this country. And he had ju he just passed away. He was I think he was battling some type of disease, if I'm correct, and then contacted COVID. And he passed away. They said he passed away from COVID. Um but everyone had the remarks, President, uh, past President Obama, Hillary, uh, other people, of course, you know, just to name a few. And they had good things to say about them, right? When somebody passes away, you want to say good things about about them. And Donald Trump does his statement. And he says this. Wonderful to see Colin Powell, who made big Big mistakes on Iraq and famously so-called weapons of mass destruction. Be treated and deaf so beautifully by the fake news media. Hope that happens to me someday. He was a classic rhino, which I don't even know what that means. Even if that, always being the first to attack other Republicans. He made plenty of mistakes, but anyways, may he rest in peace. But anyways, I mean, is that something? I don't know. Why would you say something like that? What What's wrong with him? Why would you say something like that? The guy just passed away. He's got grieving family members. Everyone makes mistakes, dude. You can't do that. When somebody dies, you can't sit there, oh, you know, well, he was this and when he was that. Like, Stop fucking judging, man. We're all going to go. We're all going to go one day. Why do you, why would you, I don't, I don't care, you know, legacies and this and that. Like, how big is your fucking head, dude? Well, that's fucked up, dude. I'd say something. The fuck are you saying shit like that for, man? The dude's gone. And that, that that's just, I mean, look at, I voted for the guy. Okay. I voted twice for him. You know, I, 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 I. I drank the I drank the juice, man. I drank the the Jesus juice or whatever he was promoting. 
But now that I see uh, everything that has happened, uh, you know, I wish him well, basically. I, I wish, uh, you know, he just, man, there was a video of him and his wife. They were at a game, and they were, like, smiling. And then she smiled, and then, like, she went, like, she, I guess she thought the cameras were off of her. She turned, man, and she had this dirty look. She, I don't know if she, it's because of him. I, I don't, I don't know, man. But the look she gave, man, shit. I'd fucking send her back to her country, dude. Get the fuck out of here, man. She's got that look, dude. Like her shit don't stink, dude. Fucking wearing, wearing a ho- Halloween mask all year, all year long. Fucking that shit pissed me off, dude. Like the people, just fake, just fake. I, I mean, I'll give it to Trump a little, a, a bit. He's real. He's going to speak his mind, man. But you got to know when it's just, you know, just be respectful, man. You know, everything that's coming out about him. I got people coming on the show that that know know more about him than I do. And and it's just I don't know, man. I try to sell politics, dude. I really do. I'm, I'm barely getting into this stuff now that I started this podcast. I don't know what it is, especially with work, too. I wasn't really involved in the union but now that I'm older, I'm getting closer to retirement. I'm more involved now. I don't know what that is, man. I've been really trying to figure that out. Like you see these young kids and I was telling the young, the young drivers that I met the other day, trying to tell them what's going on with the union. And that was the first thing I told them. I listened to my podcast. Oh, you got a podcast? I go, yeah, dude, I'm on episode, you know, almost close to a hundred. What? A hundred episodes. I go, yeah, dude. And they were excited and everything. And I was like, Man, we, we, we got to get these people involved. You know, we, we got to get people to vote and just get involved. That's that's one. If you want things to change, I'm tired of people saying, oh, it's never going to change. It's just the way it is. Yeah, maybe. But we won't know unless we try. You know, we could sit there and say all oh, the reptilians are in charge and the U.N. just came out the video and they had a reptilian speak and they're just getting ready for us with a. Uh, getting ready to prepare us for an evasion or um, the blue beam project. I don't know, man, but I know that we all got to do our best. We all got to try. The first thing is vote because once our votes are taken away, there's no going back. Imagine if you're in a country where you can't vote, there's no vote. It's just, he's in charge and that's it. There's countries like that. It still happens today. Is there corruption in, in politics? Of course. There's corruption everywhere. What's going on everywhere? But we still have the right to vote. We have a voice. Everyone needs to vote. Okay? For our, our the IBT, the International Brotherhood Teamsters, we're having our, our big, big vote. The tallies are going to be uh, counted, I think, November 4th, if I'm correct. Pretty, pretty soon. And I was talking to a coworker of mine who's heavily involved in the union. And I told him, I says, hey, man, I go, I've been looking at the tallies. And there's a lot of people back east that are that are voting. I think they're probably close to about 50,000 back east. Down south, there's another 45. Maybe they're at 50 now. And then you get to then you get to the west. And we're at like 35, 38, maybe we might be at 40 now. So 
I told him, I says, man, you would think more people would vote. This is this is for the big the big show to be in charge of 1.4 million million Teamsters. 1.4 million, and yeah, UPS has over 400,000. It's it's a big it's a big majority number. I get it, but no one's voting. I don't remember voting when I was when I was young at, at UPS either. I don't, uh, but I'm pretty sure I did because it's my civic duty. I've been voting since I was 18, regardless of who I voted for. I still went and voted. You know, it's our it's our it's our civic duty. And people, oh, well, it was, there's no point in voting. There's no point. It's not going to change. But dude, if you think like that, and everybody starts thinking like that, then of course that's going to fucking happen. But they make it so easy, dude. The fucking envelope. You open it up. You put one fucking dot. Put it back in, and take it and send it out. And people sit there. Oh yeah, no, I, I didn't vote. I forgot. Like fucking kidding me, dude. You want to have a good retirement. You want to have good representation. It's your duty to vote. Even if you vote for the opposite of of who I'm voting for, it doesn't matter. Still vote. Show show strength. When big companies see this, when big companies see this shit, and they say, look at only 9% are voting. Only 9%. That means there's 91% people that are not voting. 91%. That, sh- that gives the company strength to when they go into negotiations. Well, your guys don't even vote anyway. So here, take this and, and fucking. Then at this point, then why do we have a union for then? That's basically what the companies think. Well, why do we have what, what do we need to know? The only thing that's the most important is when we do vote. We do vote when it comes to strikes and stuff like that. I get it. They come out when it, when it has to do with strikes because, yeah, now it's finally going to affect your it's going to affect your pockets. I don't know if it's ever changed. This podcast, I've been having people of, uh, you know, the slates that I'm promoting come on the podcast and, and getting to learn what's going on. But. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see the outcome of this because, you know, they, they this is a this is a big one and to have only nine percent. Hopefully, it gets higher as uh, we go in the next couple of days. But it's definitely it's it's definitely a, I guess that's the average from what I heard. That's basically the average of the votes we get. So I don't get it. I really don't, man. You know, we got podcasting. We got social media we got ways to reach people instead of going to every obviously we can't go to every building we can't go to every factory to promote and introduce because you what you get 10 seconds with the person hey how you doing hey vote for me hey how you doing vote for me hey how you doing vote for me we got to do better we got to do better on both sides and hopefully as as this new uh change is happening you know hoffa Junior Hoffa, after 25 years, is stepping down. Hopefully, we'll get some change. Not change, but you know what I mean? Change within voting, uh, people participating, and just getting involved, man. We have to. This world's changing at a fast pace. And if we don't keep up, man, we're going to get left behind. So we need to take advantage. I use Instagram for my for tools. I use it to promote my podcast. You know, I, I use it to to show the growth of the podcast, what I'm doing. And a lot of these older cats that are that that are gonna be in charge, 
you know, they're starting to get a hold of that and they've got their podcast going and stuff like that. So we, we got to make some changes with that. And I definitely want to be part of that change. So basically I just been got my head, head down and, uh, work family and binge watching shows. I like to watch shows by myself, my lady gets mad because she likes to watch it with me. But I've been watching a few shows by my, myself. If anybody's looking to watch new shows, one of the shows I've been watching is called uh, Wu-Tang, an American saga. That's on Hulu. If everybody listens to this podcast, you know who Wu-Tang is. You know they're a, a rap group uh, that's been around since the late 90s. Uh it's a really good one. It's the history of how Wu-Tang was, uh, was brought about. I think RZA, I think RZA, RZA is the one who wrote it. He's the main guy. Uh, but it's a really good, it's a really, it had two seasons. I just finished season two. I think there might be a season three. Uh, but I was really interested in, in watching that, and that was a really good one. I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but I would say if you're looking for some, if you're a hip-hop fan or you're, you, you like history of hip-hop, that's definitely a good show to watch. Another good one I watched, I've been watching, it just started, is called Dope Sick. Dope Sick is also on Hulu. And it's about Purdue Pharma. Purdue Pharma was the biggest manufacturer of oxycodone in the late 90s as well, early 2000s. Uh, Definitely don't want to spoil it, but it definitely hit the spot because of, you know, me and my past addiction. Uh, it's good to see that justice was served. Well, it, on the episode, it hasn't been served yet, but I already know the history of it. Uh, long, just real quick, you know, give you a little intro of it. Uh, so they manufactured oxycotton, which is the, the active ingredient in that pill is oxycodone, which is an opioid which comes from the poppy plant, which they harvest in Afghanistan. And it's basically heroin. And it's heroin in the pill. And so they came out, they called it Oxycontin instead of Oxycodone because Oxycontin was their name for the pill, which means continuous. The the C-O-N-T-I-N, the end of the, they said Oxy for short for Oxycodone and Cotton for continuous. So they came up with this pill that it would give you relief for 12 hours. It was a time release. And they said, and then their main, their main to get you to take the pill, to get them to get doctors, because doctors already knew opioids were uh, abusive. It's real addictive. The numbers are high when it comes to taking opioids. Okay, there's different types of opioids, different levels. There's, there's Vicodin, there's Norco's. Percocets. And so doctors already were ready. They knew that it was addictive. But the main catch uh, for this company was that it said they said 1%, 1% of people get addicted to this. Like it's down to 1%. And it's hard for them to abuse it because there's, there's in the pill, it's a time release. And so it turns out it wasn't. It was really addictive. The people were putting it in their mouths for, for 30 seconds and taking the pill out and rubbing the stuff off of it. 
and then they would crush and snort. I mean, there's so many ways to get high off of this stuff. Uh, it just hit home because I remember when I got in, I got into that. Uh, you know, it was getting towards the end. Doctors that I knew were serving, were getting up getting caught and serving five years uh, in prison. I just found out one of them that I, I actually went to. Uh, you know, it was just a big money grab, man, and they really did a lot of damage to people, man, and. I haven't seen the end of it. I, I kind of don't want to spoil it for you guys. But if you want to learn about uh, what these pharmaceutical companies do to people, what they can potentially do to people, that's definitely uh, something I would definitely tune in and watch. So definitely good actors. And, uh, yeah, I'm still watching that. Another one I just started watching, uh, Apple TV. I've been watching Invasion. Just came out. I think there was like four or five episodes that are already out so far. Uh, it's about an alien invasion. Uh, pretty cool. Starting slow. Starting really slow. But it's doing, you know, it's, yeah, it is slow. I like action right away, but uh, it's fine. It's, it's, they're 53 minutes long and, you know, it's kind of just buying time, you know, working on the pockets and stuff. Uh, so I'll watch it here and there. Uh, another one I just finished watching. Oh, what was it called? It was called it was called C. It's with that one guy from Aquaman, Jason Momoa. And it's about it's the future. It, at first, I thought it was Vikings because they're all dressed like looks like Viking uh, suits. And I don't want to give the spoiler, but let me just give you the, the plot. They're all they can't see. There, it's the future. Something happened. There was a virus that got released, and everyone became blind. And then everyone that was born after that were blind as well. So everyone's blind, and it's just crazy how they're fighting and how they do things. And it really interests me. I just finished season two as well. I binge watched that one. Uh, it's really good, actually, really, really good. I recommend that one. That was a uh, pretty crazy, uh, interesting. So if you're looking for to watch binge watch some episodes, those are stuff that I've been watching. Other than that, I did the movie. The last movie I just watched was F9, uh, Fast and Furious Nine. Uh, just amazing! <laughs> it just amazes me how many ep nine episodes I've watched them all. I grew up watching these movies, and to have them nine episodes man it's like what what can they come up with next i mean they're getting superstars in john cena was in his last movie um francis naganu the ufc heavyweight champion was in it don't want to give too many spoilers man but all i gotta say is they really topped themselves this time man they really they went from street racing in los angeles to fucking flying to the moon uh going to outer space and it, it was comedy, definitely, for me and, and uh, my lady. Uh, even my kids, like, just shook their head. Like, are you kidding me? And I go, yeah, they just, <laughs> they're in the fucking, they're in this outer space now. But it's cool. It's it's fun. It's entertaining. It just, it's, it's almost comedy now to see the stuff that they're doing. You know, grabbing, holding two cars with, with one hand each and, and trying to pull them together. And, I mean... I don't know. It's it's getting kind of cartoonish. I do love all the characters, though. I do love all the, the actors, though. Uh, and it's good to, for them to keep going, especially what happened to uh, Paul Walker. 
Yeah, that was a really sad story. But yeah, just watched F9 the other day. It was cool. You know, nothing, nothing, nothing to rave about. But uh, you know, I always gotta watch my Fast and Furious movies. One thing I wanted to talk about before I left, I wanted to talk about the two bottles of piss that were in the truck I drove yesterday, working Saturday. It's the same truck I've been driving. I'm not going to give the space number. I don't know whose who's truck it is. But you guys got to take your piss bottles out of the fucking truck, dude. That's just disgusting, man. You know, if I was a doctor and I saw that piss, I would say, don't just throw it out. But go get yourself checked, man. That's just looking like, like fucking gorilla piss, dude. Looking, looking pretty uh, malnourished on that, dude. Just throw your shit out, man. I don't need it rolling, rolling in the back of the truck. Not just one, but two bottles, dude. Probably dripping. After you're done pissing, you're dripping all over the bottom of the truck. Now I'm breathing all your fucking dirty piss and ammonia. Look it. I've, I've, I've pissed in the back of trucks before. I had to. Pissing a piss bottle and all that. Make sure I'm, I'm, I'm cleaning and wiping myself. Hey, it's one of the unspoken things we, we, we don't talk about. But when I get in the car and your car's fucking filthy, dude, just sweep your truck out. Take your piss bottles out, man. Don't be leaving that shit in, dude. That's disgusting. The fuck are we doing, man? And you're probably you're probably touching all the packages and not wiping yourself. I mean, come on, dude. Just throw it away. I, I don't know who did it. I don't know whose truck it is, but just come on, man. I don't need to see that shit, dude. I had to grab those bottles and fucking throw them out, too. I don't even have to clean up for everybody, man. Let's just all be respectful. It's not your truck. You go home, you can piss on the carpet at your house. You can go piss in your car, do whatever you want. But it's a company truck, man. It's a company. Clean out to yourself, man. Did you guys ever see that Amazon guy? That Amazon guy, he got caught. Some chick came out of the back of his truck doing it dirty. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I don't know if he got fired, though. That would have been interesting to see. See what happened after that. You know, trying to get her package. Yeah, before I get out of here, though, I do want to talk about my team, the team I've been coaching. We are the Browns, and we just had a game on. There's four There's four teams in the league, or our division, because we're seventh and eighth graders. There's a group of girls, and then there's three three teams of boys. And the undefeated team is the Rams. And we've just played them this past Friday. And let me tell you that we got our asses beat. And there's really nothing I can do. I mean, we're overmatched. These guys are tall. They're fast. And they've been playing with each other for a long time. Not like that. They haven't been playing with each other, but you know what I mean. They've been playing as a team. And they're really good. I'll give it to them. But they're not the best. They're beatable. You know, we went down on them. Well, we didn't go down on them, but we went down the field. What was that? Well, my music just started. What the hell's going on? I guess Siri. That was my uh, my music playing on my sound system. I think I, I think I said Siri or something. But, yeah, so we went down the field 
on them. Five times we were in the red zone. Five times we were in the red zone, and we couldn't put up points. And the funny thing is we had practice on Wednesday, and that's one thing I noticed we needed to work on was our goal line, was our red zone. And look at man, the kids, they're, they're, they're happy to be out. You know, COVID took a year and a half from their lives, and I get it. They just want to socialize. They want to goof around, and, and I, I get it. I get it. But I told them, I says, hey, we got to, if you guys want to win, we have to focus. And they, they practiced. They played like they practiced, okay? They practiced like shit, no matter what I said to them. And they, they got to see it. And I told them, I says, see, you want to you wanna compete, you got to practice like you're competing, like you're you're in the game. And it's just, it's funny. You see them get down two scores and they start putting their heads down. It's like, you wipe this game. In this game, you could come back in two scores. There's no problem. But it's like, as soon as they start racking up, they start putting their hand down. They start feeling bad. Well, hey, you guys didn't want to practice. You guys don't want to listen to someone who has experience of playing flag football. And the first couple plays, the the ref starts throwing the flag, right? He throws a flag saying that you're, you're, flag, you're a flag guarding, which means when you're running with the ball and they're trying to grab your flag, you have the ball in your right hand and you're swiping their hands with the, your left. So, okay, I mean, it's natural. You're running and you're, you're moving your hands. Like, yeah, you could probably – I don't know if they're, my players are doing it on purpose or not. But then the, the next – a couple plays later, they get my one of my players for lowering his shoulder. Oh, he's lowering his shoulder. And I did say a remark. I, didn't, I don't know if he heard me or not, but I says, he's three feet tall. What do you mean lowering his shoulder? Everyone's, everyone's five foot eight, five foot nine. This guy's like three and a half. He's a short little guy, dude. Got good hands. Just not just, you know, he's, he's overwhelmed. You know, the, the, the size and the speed difference. And he, oh, he lowered, he lowered his shoulder. Really? Maybe he was just trying to get momentum. Why all of a sudden you think he's lowering his shoulder? We're not, I'm not teaching my kids how to, how to play uh, tackle football, okay? We run plays. We f- practice fundamentals, and that's it. I didn't even see I didn't see him lower shoulder. I'm not even looking like at that. You know, do a flag for that. And then he throws another flag, the ref. He throws another flag because now my player is so scared of swiping or getting called again. He's running with the ball in his hand and his, on his right hand, and his left hand, his left arm is on his side. But his flag's on his side. So the ref throws another flag. So what do you want him to do? He's running, and you get him for – and then – so that goes on. And next thing you know, the other team, they're not grabbing our flags. They're grabbing our jerseys. They're throwing us to the ground. I'm not saying anything, okay? That's the ref's job. I'm not going to sit there and bicker. The other coaches bickering. Their flags ain't aligned. Just complaining. Just fucking complaining. It's a game, dude. Like, these people, these parents, they cheer. I mean, it's like I'm at a fucking real football game, the way these parents act. You know, my, my side, you know, there's a lot of people. There's probably about 100 people there watching the game. And I'm sitting there trying to coach defense and offense. I'm trying. I can't watch everybody. And coaches over here, and I'm, I'm like, dude, calm. Everyone just needs to calm the fuck down. We're just playing flag football. And that reminded me when I used to play flag football, how competitive it would get. You'd be getting into it with, with the brothers, 
And, you know, hey, man, I'm going to go to my trunk. And then you fucking everybody would run into their cars. You know, people get so competitive. Am I competitive? Yeah, I'm a competitive. But I'm not a, a, a poor sport. Yeah, I got mad. Yeah, I do. But I don't start barking at people. Like when the guy ran one play, ran up the field on my players and scored on all of them. I, yeah, I'm mad. Like, how could you let this happen? But it's like, this is what I have. This is what I have to work with. And I have to teach these kids to put your head up. You're, you know, you got to learn from these things. I, I implement defensive schemes for you guys. So it makes it easier for you guys to grab flags, to be in the right position, because I, I can't do it for you. I can't go out there and, and, and play the game for you. I can tell you how it's going to be played. I can tell you that the center always comes out and is going to go to the left. So if you're playing inside uh, defensive back, you're in the zone, you already know. They can only run three plays in your area. You just have to know where, where you have to feel and look at that quarterback. And there's really nothing, uh, you know, we're, I know we'll see them in the championship game. And we were, we were in the end zone five times. That's 30 points right there. It's just, I, I have to get in there and I have to find, I have to make new plays. I made five plays. Each play, you can do six different things on each play. But I'm going to have to go and change some things and try to, you know, I've been trying to figure out where my players are good at, where they can uh, do good. You know, I know I can't put them all on man because there's a different uh, a height issue and a speed issue. And and I and I feel for these players. I have two small players, uh, pretty short, uh, undersized, I would say, for their age. And I don't know. I don't know if they'll be able to play football in high school unless they get a growth spurt or something like that. But it reminds me of when I when I used to play sports. You know, I used to play basketball, football, and even when I graduated high school, you know, I was going to go try to play football, and I already had told myself, I said, I'm too short. I'm too short. I don't weigh enough. When I think I graduated, I was like 150, and these guys out there are 200-plus, linemen 300-plus. Even basketball, I would play basketball. I was short, but I was pretty good. I could jump high. You know, I could hang on a 10-foot rim back in my days. And I, I relate to these kids, I, these young kids, these short kids, and, and being outmatched. It got to the point for me when I was playing basketball, I got pretty good. I was good. I could ball. But when I would go, when I got to the point where I was balling with people that were playing D1, they're 6'5", six, 6'7". Six, it, was, it was just, there's nothing I can do. At that point, you're overwhelmed. They're, everyone's dunking, alley-oops, and... You just no matter how good I could have got, there's just no way I can compete. There's just no way. Yeah, if I I could be a Spud Webb, but you know I would never be a Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan. I just don't have the genetics. Just don't, and I don't feel bad about it. Everyone everyone has their their gift or ability. We just gotta find it. I don't know if I found it with podcasting, but I do like coming in here and enjoying talking with you guys and interviewing new people but going back to my team yeah we got smoked i was upset but i wasn't like yelling at the ref so anyways we got an email i got an email this morning saying that that my players are playing rough and the flags were messed up 
and that I was being disrespectful for the refs. I think I said one thing, like I told you guys earlier. I said after my my shortest player, they said the referee said he dipped his shoulder. The guys do three and a half feet. I've I've seen young kids run when they when they want to run fast. My nephew when he runs he puts his head down and he puts his arms behind his back and he runs fast because he thinks he's gonna run faster doing that. I don't know if that kid if my kid was doing that, but probably. I don't think he's going to dump his shoulder. He doesn't want no contact. He's playing against a bunch of giants. You think he wants to put his head down and, and, and put his shoulder into it? I don't know. I'm going to talk with the ref. If I see him, I'm going to pull him aside. And I'm going to tell him, I say, look, it, I I might have said one bad thing about it, well, about that incident. But other than that, every flag he kept throwing, I just I ignored it. Go ahead. Do whatever you want. We're just going to continue to play. I don't know who he means being aggressive. I, my kids weren't grabbing T-shirts. Or jerseys. I heard all my players' jerseys. Every time they would grab their jersey, I heard it rip every time. And not, I think one flag was thrown. So for me to get an email like that to say my kids are aggressive, I wish they were. They get intimidated. As soon as they get down two scores, they start getting intimidated. And I tell them, don't be intimidated. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. They're no better than you. They go to sleep just like you. They eat. They shit just like you. Yeah, they might be a little bit quicker. But you know what? On our offense, we had them on their toes. We just got to uh, we got to execute. We have to execute, and I only get to coach them once a week on Wednesdays. I'll be back next season. I already told, told some of the parents I'll be back and work with these kids, especially if they want to play high school ball. Look, at, I'm not an expert, but I've had experience playing sports, and I'm definitely a, a leader. And I definitely put my work in when it comes to looking for plays and, and teaching them how to play defense and stuff because I do have a background with that. Never thought I'd be coaching a team, uh, but it's definitely helped me to go, get through what I'm going through. So we got to play next week against a team that barely beat us. Uh, but I have a full, I'll have a full team next week because that one time we played, I listened to one of my best players. So I'm going to make new plays for them. And I got to work with my quarterback. I need to teach him how to throw to the outside. And we'll see what happens in the playoffs. But, yeah, if, if uh, you know, you guys ever get a chance to coach, you get that time. And, and that's the reason why I took this Wally run is I'm able to get out early and to go do other things that I've always wanted to do. Because when you work, work for this company, you're getting out 630 at the earliest. And by then, there's really none. By the time you get home, 7, 7.30, you're running. At least here, I can I get off at 5. I have practice at 6.45 to 8.15. And then our games are at 7, 8 o'clock on Fridays. So I'm able to, even though I'm still rushing on Fridays, i got to rush home, shower, change, get to the field. It's, uh, it's definitely rewarding. And it's definitely entertaining. I just can't get it, man. These people are so competitive. These parents, everyone's bitching and complaining. Almost makes me want to, you know, you, I ain't going to do this next year. There's somebody else do it. But I have so many supporters, so many parents that are out there watching and telling me, good job, coach, and this and that. We've got a good team. Yeah, we have, we have a couple uh, inexperienced players, but I know that if I keep working with them, we, we can make a good team. So, other than that, it's Halloween. I'm going to go home and chill. 
go home and relax with the family, get ready for the work week, and just keep my head down, man, and keep grinding. So I'm out of here. I'll see you guys next week. I don't know who I have booked. I am working on some things. And we'll see what happens with this upcoming election. I'm excited to see that. Other than that, I'll see you guys next week. I love you guys. Be good to one another. And just be respectful. Because you don't know what that person is going through. All right? Peace.